love those drums. The champ is here! Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. Ha ha! Yeah! You have now entered Squared Circle 101 and we are here to discuss the sweet science! You got your man Sonny L. Santino Liliano now with me. I'm using my hood pass today. My man here, he's heard Nigga You Fine so much, he just thought that was his name. My man Shooter, how you doing? <laughs> man, I'm doing lovely, I'm doing great. Another great day under the sun. Let's get to it, man. I'm feeling good. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101 or hit us up on Instagram at Squared Circle 101 or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talking Smack 101, baby. The champ is here. Don't forget to download that Squared Circle app available on iOS and iTunes. And Google's hating on us right now. I'm not sure why. I'm going to have to find Google or the board members of Google and shake them down. This is it, man. You got to do it, man. Put the stronghold on I'm going to go to Kansas. I'm going to go to Kansas and mess with y'all. Y'all don't want to get some barbecue while I'm down there at the same time. Now that we're feeling good and hyped up, I hope y'all are awake because I'm awake. You feeling good? I'm feeling great, man. Actually, man, we got a great show ahead of us. That's right. Big fight weekend. But let's talk about IamRCF.com. This is CrossFit. This is wellness. This is fitness. Be better with the best. Was it five years running? Four years Four running. Four years running. King 5 Evening Magazine. You tell them Sonny sent you. You tell them Shooter sent you. Three-week free trial. Only place you get a workout on the show. This, and this is, this is a field where the women dominate. So if you women are interested, check it out. It's not just dudes. <laughs> you go in there and shine on these cats. Real talk, though. No, I think 85% of our gym is uh, women. It's because... Women dominated. And it's the only, higher pain threshold is one of the... No, it's because dudes work out to look good. Women do it to get better and get strong and get fit. And then the dudes that are there naked. are actually either in a relationship or just content with not getting laid. One of those offense. That's like torture, actually. Check them out. I am RCF.com. You tell them I sent you. You get a three-week free trial. If people keep trying, we, we got a few that survived and signed up. We got a lot of that put the effort in and try out. So see what you got. Only the strong survive. That's right, baby. It's a great movie. Great movie. Now that we're feeling good, how are we winning today? Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream. No one can see but you. Mm. So like the first guy who went in raw. No. No, no. no, no nowhere no, no. near that, man. So like that dream could turn so, to a nightmare real fast. So it's one of those things that like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you. No man. risk no reward. No risk or no reward. But there has been times where I've been at multiple jobs while while we've uh, done this mm-hmm. show and I've spent time at desk when I should have been working, mm-hmm. previewing film, looking yep. at stuff for the show. So it's just like and yep. it's not for everybody to understand. Yep. Yeah, a lot of the times when it comes to trying to be successful or trying to get something to grow, it's it's hard. Nobody, nobody's opinion else, nobody else's opinion matters. Nope. So that's another reason why that that stuck up for me. And then the thing is, I I brought that up to say, um, you guys are here. You guys are hearing this. We will. We should be up in two weeks with our YouTube channel. Uh, shout out to I Am Heyday Studios. Um, that's those are gonna be the guys that uh, my hey, man Swan. He's gonna be the one. He's going to be the one actually doing the recording, so you guys will still be able to look forward to hearing our voices, but actually now you get to see Sunny Hill's pretty face, too, now on a weekly right, basis. Right. I know, I know. So it means we're going to start charging you. It's no longer a free show. <laughs> <laughs> nah, make sure you check it out. You know you know what we're talking about here. You will see us live and direct. For, the, for those who want to put a face to the names, you will finally be able to do it. Hopefully we don't disappoint. Either we look better than you thought or maybe even funnier than you thought. Who knows? We will see. No, nah, but is... what's the great thing about this, too, is like I already got uh, some people lined up, some uh, pros 
that are making their way, make trying to make headlines out there. So we're going to be doing a lot more interviews with this. Mm-hmm. So definitely local trainers, local trainers. We're going to be, and actually, just like I said, some pros. So we and we may get some of the veterans that we already interviewed okay. on here. So we, hey, got we got a lot of room. We, we got, got a, lot a nice little presence too, out so. here in Washington. We want to continue to grow it and have them support us the way we support you as well. One more time. What's that quote? Man, I wasn't ready. It was uh, first Some, pull out until your dreams go away if you don't or something like that, right? Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream no one can see but you. So hey. it's not every... So it's funny. There's this video. I quote, may put it, I may put it up. Uh, there's this kid who's he's probably like four years old. And he literally goes off. He's like, you can do it. You can do whatever you want to do. It's not what everybody else thinks. It's about what you. What about what you do? And it's like, it's wow. like, it's one of those, like, he actually gives a really yeah. good, like, one and a half minute so motivating simple. speeches. And it, it, it really was, too. And it was it was crazy, too. So much wisdom in that little in that little young body is. That's how it is, man. It's, it's, it's a simpler time, simpler life. And sometimes it's a simple task and simple goal to find success or a simple punch. Like Claudio Marrero versus Jorge Lara. Now, the night, the time it took for me to say those names, the fight was already over. <laughs> Jorge Lara got that O snatched so quickly. So yeah. it was. If you guys don't need, this is one of the uh, KTFO. Yes. And also at the same time, the Bambi legs. The Bambi legs. So was, uh, you know, you know, the Bambi legs originated with uh, Casazu and. Uh, we had Zab more Judah. before the Zab, Kasazu and Zab Judah, but Zab Judah that's famous. exactly where we, we named the Bambi legs. <laughs> Claudio Moreto said this is going to be over quick, and boy, was he not he was lying correct. about he was that. Correct like, about that one. That was yeah, a good Jorge Lara came right in there. 29 and 0, 21 knockouts. Claudio Moreto is 22 and 2 with 16. First round knockout. It was beautiful. Um, we had Jorge Lara was actually ranked. He was ranked second by the WBC and uh, a Claudio nice little Mar- outfit going Monero. in there. Yeah, look, look great going in. Good thing yeah. that was what wins like fights, a nice right? Nice little sweat, yeah. <laughs> a nice little sweat going on, and then I get, I do give him credit. As the fight was called off, he was still trying to get up. Do you really give somebody credit for that? No, I give him credit for the entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for making me laugh. Hey, we enjoyed hey. him. So you knocked that. No, I feel like I'm giving so... props to a comedian on this one. We appreciate the laughs. But... Yeah, no. So it's like, especially when you you just got done watching that not too long ago. Yeah. And when you see him get knocked down, you're like, oh, it's over. And then they, you know, I feel like it's one of those information infomercials. But wait, but wait, there's, there's more. more. <laughs> there's more. So he tries to get up, and he just couldn't get the legs under him, man. Just Look, it's more it. embarrassing trying to get up and seeing that your legs don't work than it is if you stay down, man. Stay down. Just, just stay down, look, man. Hey. Just stay down. It's I mean, I know he would like for us to forget, yeah. but Curtis Stevens, David yeah, right? Lemieux, hey, just stay knocked out. He was. He stayed knocked out. Just stay knocked he out. Stayed so knocked out. He it's one thing out. to be able to get uh, KTFO'd, but KTFO'd with Bambi legs, with that, Bambi may put legs you, that, that may put you to the top of the list. He got knocked out into a fetus position. <laughs> like, literally, he got knocked out and just into a fetus position and then just emerged as a butterfly. And the great thing about him getting knocked out, too, is, like, he oh. took the laying eight count because he tried to get, not the standing, the he laying eight, eight count because he tried. Count. He's like, all right, I'm going to stay down here. I'm knocked out, but yeah. I'm going to try to get up really fast equilibrium's not there your legs aren't there bruh so when your top half and your bottom half don't Don't work and everything else falls man so shout out to Claudio Marrero for getting that first round KTFO and uh, thank you for making it entertaining 126 the featherweight division Jorge Lara there's other times, brother. I know this was a, uh, a big moment for you for the PBC making a little TV debut, but it, it cut, got cut short 
literally. Next up was the dog. Anthony Durrell announced this is his final year in boxing. Now, he went against Abraham Hahn, who is a fifth-degree black belt in uh, taekwondo. His sister is a current world champion, I believe you said. Is that right? Yes, she's a current world champion. I wish I would have took her name down. But Jennifer Hahn. Yeah. Sister's kind of sexy, man. And the, and the I thing was is, just about to go there. You know what? I'm glad we, you said this usually, first. We usually go there, and it sounds really terrible. I don't know if it's the... I don't know if it's... The woman boxing who she can actually dress up after she gets her face beat in is something like about Heather Hardy. It, it, it's something kind. Of, well, Heather Hardy's not cute at all though. Uh, but this, but, but uh, just like was, was her. What, what, yeah, Misha Tate's different though. Yeah. Misha Tate's different. Like Gina Carano's different. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, there's oh, now there's yeah, there's yeah, some yeah. like you know, even though she doesn't really appeal to me, but like Ronda Rousey, even just G- like after Gina Carano in, in Deadpool as a buff woman was still bad. Gina Carano's yeah. bad all the way through. Period. And then. That's how the fight went because we were talking about a sister. Yeah, right. Instead of it, but it's funny about that. So, Anthony Durrell, the dog. We are looking at one sixty-eight. What did you think about this fight? Um, I thought that was a good takedown he had in round six. Yeah, um, hit him with the spear, the Goldberg. Uh, one of the things with Taekwondo as a martial art, they, they they don't have a lot of striking with their hands in in the entire martial arts. A lot of kicks and power behind their kicks. It was so. Really, go ahead. This guy, you could tell that he didn't have the power there. They even mentioned that a lot of times, because of his martial arts background, every time he prepared for a fight, they almost had to retrain him to fight for boxing. And that's not good going into this, especially as a professional. Um, He's been in judo since a kid, but this dude could take a punch. He has no stop in him at all. At all. Like, I I don't even think he understood that, that he needs to win by not getting hit as much and throwing more. But it, it was funny because Anthony Durrell didn't seem like at one point flustered, frustrated. He got caught with a bunch of shots. Like, but it was he was talking smack to his sister referee in the fight, taking him down. He even did a ground and pound. Yeah. So, at one moment he was Rashad Evans. Uh, yeah, the UFC that you briefly saw in round four. I understand what you're talking about. That's the one of the first things that they said, but they said it right after I had wrote, written it down in my notes too. It was like a lot of movement when you come out here. He didn't really sit down and kind of step into his punches, yeah. and that's another reason why a lot of those connections that he had with Anthony Durrell weren't didn't have a lot mm-hmm. of power behind him because like he wasn't standing there in his pocket and sitting down on his on his punches though. Mm-hmm. But the thing with uh, foreign um, former kickboxers like uh, Soren Visai, mm-hmm. just like when. He, He's sort of B-side was a... He's a Muay Thai kickboxer. Yeah, he was a yeah. Muay... Yeah, so... Chris Algeria was a kickboxing guy. Cr- yeah, so Sergey like... Lipinis was a kickboxing guy. So, what, so the common denominator, what you see with all those guys is they're really tough. Mm-hmm. They know how to take punches. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to really get them out there easy unless you're Errol Spence who can get mm-hmm. Chris Algeria yep. like that. But that, that's one thing that I really saw. Um, Anthony Durrell, he actually looked... He can look like a championship fighter when he wants to because yeah. he was really patient... Yeah. And although Abraham didn't really, Abraham Han didn't really have have a threatening presence mm-hmm. to him. He did catch him a lot of times, but he the patience that Anthony Durrell displayed was was great, and I I, I thought he looked really I thought he looked really good that he, fight. He he did look really good against the opposition he had in front of him. He had but, a knockdown for round one. But what, and what do we say about the guy who announces his retirement when it's coming soon? Oh, man, it's going to come a lot sooner than that. Yeah, so I hope his next fight is against his sister, Jennifer Hahn. But he might lose that one from what I've if heard. He don't from don't, what don't I've announce heard. your retirement until after it's over, bro. At, after it's over. You do it like there. Jean Pascal did. When he got his last little win in there, he's like, this is my last fight. Yeah, you got to let that know. Because anything Don't, don't give that, nobody though, so. no heads up. Don't announce it. Don't don't make it a, sh- a spectacle like a, a B-Hop did with Joe Smith Jr. Yeah. If this is going to be a last year, it's going to be a last year. And, and, you know, if I, apparently this is probably going to be the last year for both the Durrells. Well, That's it. 
Uh, I hope they us, become politicians us, in Flint. Uskakagi. Us, us, <laughs> he, he beat him in the retirement. Yeah, so like I would understand it being his last week. Oh, hold on. Yeah. Chin uh, down. Chin down. There you go. Yeah. So, gr- I mean, great record. He's 32-1 and one now. 24 knockouts. I mean, resume isn't impressive, impressive, but he has here? some names who, who's, on here. Who's his loss to? Uh, Badu Jack? Jack in the majority uh, majority uh, decision. And then he had a draw against Psycho Bika. Then he came back. Uh, and, Psycho Bika. Then he Psycho beat him Bika. in the rematch and got the WBC title. And then he had a nice little streak till he ran into Badu Jack. Oh, yep. no, just one fight, Badu Jack, and then no big names after that. Uh, Caleb Truax. Yeah, and Dennis Duglin was... Uh, it was his, one of his more recent fights. Yeah. Caleb Truax has now got his own little career, but he lost that belt. So, we'll see. The 168 division is starting to stir up a little bit because we got, like, you know, Caleb Plant in there, a lot of young, upcoming names. So, and maybe it's, it's even a smart the, even decision the, to get out of it. Even the champions that they have out there as far as Zordo, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Andre Durrell still a champ, George Groves, and David Benavidez. No, no Durrell's not a champ no, no more. No. He Uskiz, lost. Uskiz, yeah. Uskiz, 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 whatever his Uskiz. name is. Oh, this Oof. is horrible, bro. Oof. Come on, you're the one who's supposed to get this. Jose. Yeah, no, something September 11th. It's uh, Jose or something like that. That's the first <laughs> name. Because we're talking about Anthony Durrell. He beat down Abraham Hahn. So, good luck, Mr. Hahn. Maybe you should stick to kickboxing. Now, on this PBC card was a historic moment that we've heard time and time again in boxing with uh, when uh, Terry Norris beat Sugar Ray Leonard. That was his idol he beat in the ring. When De La Hoya beats Chavez, Chavez, that was his idol in the ring. Yeah. Okay, well, what's another example of that one? Is there any more out there we could think of here? I'm- off the top of your head, um, off the top of my head, I would have to I would have to go back and look. But yeah. you know, the whole lineage of that you've seen a lot of times when All they the have time. a fight. When you had to fight somebody they looked to and idolized. Hey, the young lion is eventually going to get in that ring with you, and you might be in there a little bit too long when you should have stepped out, maybe. And just like the quote was it from a couple of weeks ago, man, there's no old there's no old lions That's in the right. jungle, man. Something right. younger, stronger, faster always takes over. Miguel Cruz came in with intentions to make it a quick fight. And he actually, you know what's really funny about uh, Miguel Cruz? 17-0, 11 knockouts. Miguel Cruz, when he came in, I like to hear it. He was, Denzel Washington said it in American Gangster. The loudest one in the room is the weakest one. Miguel Cruz, his calm, he had a calm demeanor when he was talking. He's like, yeah, I just want to come in here. You know, he's one of my idols. I want to get the job done. This is what this is what I'm looking for. Like he was com- he was confident in what he was talking. He was like, I'm speaking this into existence. And I and I believe and I believe that when he said that, I was like, hey. This kid is coming in here about business. He know he has a job to do, and he know he has came. He know he has something to do, and he he's trying to spit in that lineage of yep. taking over. But then on the same end, Josito. In the words of the great S. Doc Carter, I didn't forgot more than you ever learned, boy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> the six year advantage didn't mean anything because when in the sixth round he was down by six points, three by, rounds by, and three taken. Yeah, so, sure. and and what's funny about that is like when you we we've brought this up many a times now, depending on who the young line is mm-hmm. and depending on the wily veteran it is. This was considered some, a step up fight for Cruz. This was this was, but at the same time, Josito Lopez, and we're gonna go through his resume in Tough, a second. Tested, this veteran, guy was yeah, thirty five years and, old, thirty five and seven, nineteen knockouts. I have more knockouts than you have wins. Ooh. So. At the same time, you is picking the fight. 
picking the fight, it's kind of it would still be a pick 'em. Like, cause yeah. I don't think Jose Lopez is still a good fighter. We the- had this 50-50. We saw that this was an up-and-comer moment, and then we know Jose Zito will come with the action. He brought the action when he lost to Canelo, and he brought the action when he won to Victor Ortiz. He brought action when he lost to Berto. So he, this is a guy who's faced everything you can think of under the sun, and Miguel Cruz needed to needed that type of opponent. I was just about to... I was getting ready to ask you as well, too. It's like, do you have a... Did you ever have a special place in your heart for... Jose yeah. I do. I the, do. Is it the nickname? Is it the Riverside Rocky? That nickname? and also, <laughs> Jose Cito is is honestly the only male like Spanish Mexican name that I that I like that I would actually name a kid after. <laughs> Jose Cito. Jose Cito. I, it's like to me, I feel like that should be the stereotypical name. So, and then another thing too, the like when we see. Well, we see on a lot of PBC fight cards, too, is they always bring the veteran, and mm-hmm. then we see the changing of the guards, they bring the young guy. But at the same time, is Somebody you don't see too many old lines with this resume. New, 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 new. You're talking about— Still is a headliner, too. <laughs> so let's just go through some of the losses. Andre Berto, mm-hmm. Marcos Maidana, Hello. Canelo, okay. Jesse Vargas. Ooh. Let me see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then the Any other— big wins the besides other Victor Ortiz, we got— uh, so Corral was his last one. Aaron Martinez, oh, that was that, that was, was a really good one too. Mm-hmm. Victor Ortiz, uh, Mike job. Dallas, Mike Dallas, yep. So um, Jose Cito seen everything. He's seen them all. What 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 was that fight at? One forty seven, one fifty four. That was at one forty seven. One forty seven. So he's yep. he's hitting the toughest division out there. Miguel Cruz found out this is the toughest toughest division out there. And then not only not only be uh, sorry to cut you off, but not only be. They follow that lineage of they have somebody facing their idols. Is we also have one of the oldest rivalries, older than yep. Duke, North Carolina, <laughs> right? older than you know, Lakers, Every, Celtics, Lakers, Celtics, all, all, uh, you know, uh, Yankees, Red, uh, Red Sox, Sox, yeah, yeah any one of those. Bears and Packers. And we're talking about Mexico versus Redskins, Port- Cowboys. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're talking, talking about Mexico, Mexico versus, versus Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. And I love how how the Cuba just kind of sits back, let them beef and. Just let them beef while they just say collect medals. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, you can beef, you can they, collect medals, but at the same time... They got no belts, so... <laughs> hey, I was about to say, it's a bad year to be Cuban, baby. Bad year to be Cuban, baby. <laughs> so. They all gave up the belt. So, But Josecito looked good. He got caught a lot of times. and if, Below the belt. Below the belt, but even in that last round, man, he was getting rocked up when he was coming forward. And I think if Miguel Cruz didn't... If his mind wasn't elsewhere from, you know, his mom's in Puerto Rico right now, she just got power back because the whole island had nothing for the longest time. And so she didn't get to watch the fight for what I understand that. And then also when you got three points taken away from low blows and you're still trying to fight and to win. Yeah. With hope Without, and hope. With, and you can't go to your body anymore. And you can't go to the body. And if you do, you'll, you'll second guess. You'll probably pull back or you'll you'll get another low blow and they get disqualified. So he kept fighting. He found a way. But he also found out this is the toughest division. And I don't know if Jose Cito, he looked good in the win, but I'm not sure it was good enough. This was supposed to be a step-up fight for Miguel Cruz. He's stepping back. Well, one of the things that I saw about this fight or anytime you have you have this caliber of fight you're when, when you have when you're facing a veteran usually you have an x factor that's going to give you is whether it's speed or whether it's power overwhelming speed or overwhelming power to get him out of there miguel cruz did not have that and he saw somebody's jose, jose lopez i've seen everything under the sun kid yep. i've seen i've seen everything i've seen literally, guys who, i've seen literally. guys who are faster than you yep. and i've been hit by guys who are bigger than who you and stronger so harder, yeah. so and then when you have that and you 
over 40 fights, yeah. then it's like, it's nothing, kid. Yeah. So this is nothing. It's good now. fight still, by the way. It was, it great was still good, good, good action. Great entertaining good action. fight, so I was happy about that. So it was a good weekend. It was a good, good weekend. Last two couple weekends, man. That's what it's I'm been hot. Let's it's get back hot. in this weekend, here. This weekend was about. supposed to be the weekend, but it, it's going to be a different kind of weekend. Brian Jennings made his return, trying to fight his way back into the top rankings for the heavyweight. Got a win over some Polish dude. What was his name? Yeah, I'm finding it. Uh, Joey De, De Wesco. De Wesco. De I heard he was a construction worker. Maybe you got to call and get the job back because Brian Jennings kind of worked you all 12, well, 10 rounds. Well, what's funny about that one, he was actually a better boxer than... Uh, Brian Jennings, he kind of reminded me of like a, a more flat-footed Luis Ortiz as far as like the, as far as the size. He he leaning on him. I was worried about his conditioning from the very beginning, but uh, Brian Jennings, he did what he had to do. He did what he had to do. It was really ugly. I didn't like the way he slid in and kind of did not do no work. He just came there. Well, just kind of Brian Jennings space, is one of the, is is from that group of fighters that all came into the boxing from uh, from football. We had a wave of them that came in. Deontay Wilder was one of them. Seth Mitchell was one of them. Mm-hmm. And these are all these guys that kind of turned heavyweight. Brian Jennings turned pro at 24 with very little amateur background. No. So he made th- it. He I made a he... decent. He made it. You know, let's think about this. He turned pro at 24. Deontay Wilder turned pro at 19. So when they faced each other, Deontay Wilder already had five years of experience in boxing as a pro. Yeah, but he also, besides then, he. He went to the Olympics too. Yeah, exactly. So he had so, a little bit of an amateur background. And, you know, and for Brian Jennings is uh, I blew out my knee or I didn't get picked up or I got dropped or something. This is another way to make money that's decent or comparable. So it was I, good to see him in there because I like I'm like American heavyweights. But, I thought I thought he should have dominated a lot yeah. more than what he really should have. He's, hey, Tacoma's own Don, John David Jackson was in the corner, so yep. always so always saw that. Always good but to see. If you want to be in the upper echelon, the one thing I always taught people. Is when I was teaching them on the basketball court is whenever you see hold my shirt, whenever, hold my shirt, whenever you see somebody and you see weakness or you see an opening and that exposes, you got to make them pay. Yeah. He to mess with anybody in the upper echelon of this division, you have to make him pay for every yeah. mistake. Brian Jennings has seen the best. He should have. He should have handled this guy a lot better. Now let's talk about your man Shakur Stevenson's. Yes, he made a return. It, now we didn't get to see the fight. It wasn't on the recording, but we found out how to watch it later on. But it's always good to see him consistently in the I, mix. I love that kid. Man. Next week we got <laughs> we got Mike Conlon. Yeah, he's fighting I, on the fight card also. This, and the thing is, it, we're gonna tiptoe around this for years to come because yes. there's no possible. We don't there's want no, it right away. We, there's no possible way. Right but away. but they're always within a month of each other fighting. You know that they, they got to be sitting back, and just kind of looking back. Yeah, just you, know, no, you have back, to. Right? You have looking to. Back. When when I'm in the gym, when I'm at the gym, even if it's an individual workout and you do it at your own pace, mm-hmm. you're going to look to your side to see, hey, we're not competing, we're but we're competing at the same time. We're not time, competing, though, so, but where are you at right now? Yeah, yeah. It, all the time. So it, when you see uh, Mick Conlon, uh, Mikey Conlon, and Shakur Stevenson both in the same car, you have to be. You came in at the same time, same Olympics, and it is going to be. Once these kids really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once these kids really grow into who they're supposed to be, yeah. this isn't going to be this isn't going to be this the next that, fifteen years. This is years. that next this. level generation thing. This is the evolution of mankind in boxing. Now let's talk about the fights in Philly, the ones we really got to enjoy. Jesse Hart versus what's his name? Nicholson? Demon Nicholson. What is it? Demon. Demon Nicholson. This is the one where Nicholson was talking a lot of smack going in, right? Yep. Jesse Hart, we know him. He put up a good tough fight against Zerto. Got knocked down early. Held his ground. Couldn't, didn't get the win. He got dominated for most of it, but he he showed a lot of grit, and he's trying to fight 
And and she showed a lot of aggression on this fight here. Yeah, it turned. It was in front of early giggle. It was a boxing slash slug fest when, when it uh, came in. But Jesse Hart, he, he got yeah rocked at the end of the first round. Did you see that? Ooh, too? He got, he got hey, lucky. That was the end of the round. That was in the round, so he had another minute to regroup. But then after that, he came out and he did he, he did his thing. He dominated right from then on. He has more. He had more to fight too because like it's not one thing he would have got done with this fight and it's like all right, what's next? No, at the beginning of this fight, I know what's next, and I'm not overlooking this guy, but I know I have to get out of this to do my mandatory with uh, Herberto Ramirez. Because he knows he wants that. He wants everybody at 168. Jesse Hart needs to be leery of Ramirez because you got Caleb Plant right there yeah. chomping at the right right at your toes. It, it, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that's the next fight that actually happens. But but this rematch was supposed to be set for the end of the year Yeah. with him and Zerto. So I think that'll be good. If we'll he see. wants it, he has to calm his recklessness yeah. down, man. He's, he's just Slow a little down, bit too much. Hey, man, just relax, relax baby. Relax a little bit. Just, relax. just don't hey. be so antsy, man. That's I'll how never, you get caught. I'll That's never how forget you... the first time I ever stepped in a ring. Same kind of just, Jitter, uh, just the jittery swing. Yeah, your legs, you got yeah. to gotta get that under. You, you, know, you hurry have to really up and be you calm just want to keep swinging. And then he pulled the, uh, I like to call it the rigando now, the <laughs> hold, hold the head with the hold the head with the uppercut. Now, when was the last time you seen somebody take a 10 count? While they're talking to somebody, okay, the ref is weird. Because I, I, how did you how do you stop counting at like seven the, or eight and just start talking just to the dude? To hey, me. how you doing down hey. there, man? Is everything okay? You and know, that's what I want to go to. And that's what I want to go to. And then he stopped the ten the ten man award because you're talking to him. Do we nominate the ref or do we nominate Nicholson? Nicholson because the ref gave him fifteen seconds right and before he even called it. Before he even called, it's like, look, man, hey, he the ref, no, the ref said. Get up. Yeah, like, he told his he said, he said, look, bro, I'm hey, not even hey. counting you out. Get up and finish this fight. Hey, people pay good, <laughs> good money, money to come here. I want to see this. The ref's like, look, bro, I got money after this on, after this round. I can't have you out in this round, man. That's a, I got that's money a, that's on a this. bad day when the ref's get like, up, get, up, ref's like, get up, get up, sit, get, get up. up, seven, get up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Even though he was confident, uh, think about Nicholson that I really saw is um, pretty good. Old saying, no, you're not a baseball guy. I kind of been. I don't know. I have a history behind it. But uh, you know why they say the Yankees win so much, right? Money. No. No. Everybody get caught looking at the pinstripes. Ooh. Okay. So what that saying is, is saying you got so caught up in who Jesse Hart was as Ooh, a person, okay. you didn't really go in there and have your game plan. There are mm-hmm. some fighters who go in there, I don't care who you are, I'm fighting you and I'm beat yeah. you, and that's the fighters that you Anytime look Anytime you start complaining th- to the ref, it's yeah. not going to be good for you at all, period. Yeah, so he, I mean, he had some, uh, he had some, what about the one where he... The knockdown slip? The, the, the not the, the knockdown slip, but he put his gloves on the yeah. ground, and the ref just made him get it. That was supposed to be... Like, that should have been a knockdown. It, it yeah. should have been a knockdown. So this ref was kind of... And, and then when Jesse Hart stepped right behind him, that was... This must have been his first fight uh, the, as a ref. The ref? ref? Yeah. <laughs> Possibly his last fight. And uh, I, think, I think we found out exactly what happens when you put a fan to ref a fight. What like, you, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> There's no bigger fan than Steve Willis, and he is the most professional man ever in there, man. Well, we know who needs to train him then. Yeah. <laughs> he say, look, it's okay to enjoy the fight just by looking at Steve. Well, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> ah. It's okay to enjoy yeah. the fight, but be, do your job. Do your job, man. Do Remember your you're job, there to man. Ref, you're, you're there to ref That's the fight. That's got to be the theme of our show. Yeah, do right. your job. Do your job. He's, I couldn't believe he told us to get up. How do you tell another fighter to get up? He Not, told the stop, fighter to I, get you up. You stop counting. And then and he stopped the fight. He's like, get up. No. Fine. All right, man. Fight's <laughs> <Yeah>. over. <laughs> like he's just like, like I just lost ten grand. 
was just like basically, <laughs> I, had, I had money pass this route, yeah, bro. Like, You're killing on, my spread. One more, one more. <laughs> Now let's talk about the elephant in the room. Now, you know I love Vegas. I love my Vegas fighters. I love everything about Vegas. I love the Golden Knights. They play tonight at 7. You know, you know, and so, you know, you're from Vegas. I'm from Virginia. And even though I have a sport and I have a team in almost every sport, mm-hmm. except for the NBA, I'm not a Wizards fan. So, but anyway, whether it's Redskins or whether it's the Nationals, whether it's uh, the Terps and uh, Terps for basketball, Virginia Tech for football, the Capitals is my hockey team. You know, we could eventually meet. We will. I can't wait till that happens. We might have to get some tickets and go uh, all the, to either D.C. or Vegas. Hey, man. You, yeah. you know, I've I, been to Vegas. I ain't been to D.C. I yeah. want to get some mumbo sauce. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I want to come back with I'll probably come back with a crate of hey, it. Hey, man, get you, get you a half and half mumble uh, salt and pepper ketchup on the wings. Sounds so bomb. Oh, my God. Fries, don't tease me. Mumble sauce. Keep saying it slower. Now, let's talk about Isaac Dogbay versus Jesse Magdaleno. Jesse Magdaleno had a one-year layoff from when he fought Nonito Donaire. And this is his first title of defense against the number one WBO ranked Isaac Dogbo, Dogbay, who showed up to fight. Now, Dude, and he kind of had he kind of had the same thing. He kind of had the same thing that uh, was it not Nicholson? Yeah, Nich- Nicholson had like I was just trying to figure who was it. Kind of reckless, like at, right at first though. He was he was boxing, but at the same time, is he wasn't scared. But he said he came in here to take this belt. He and he came in he ba- and he backed yeah. up his words. He- so if, if, if people want to talk, think about anybody who's actually from Vegas, one of the things about a Vegas attitude is like, I don't care, he's still whack. Yeah. He's good, but he's still whack. And you saw that with Jesse Magdaleno when he was getting beat down. Come on, come on. Bro, I've never been so upset and disgusted, but I understand. More than ever, just because it was like... Uh, they totally overlooked this guy. Under under did, was unaware of who he really was apparently, or, or either watching no film. They thought it was just going to be easy work because he came in there after a year layoff, taking the number one contender. He fell into his game plan. Yeah, he fell into his game plan, and he did not. Uh, and Justin Magdaleno, Magdaleno did not stick to what he needed mm-hmm. to do to get the job done, which is stick, move, box, yep. all that kind of stuff. He sat there and let it be war. Yep. He turn let they, it to turn it to a brawl. Hey, don't you love how? Hey, don't you love how both of these guys are undefeated? Somebody's old had to go. Yeah, somebody said though. And yep. then both of them suffered their first career knockdowns mm-hmm. while they had the hands of each other. So Dogbo, it, his was in the first Dog round. Bay, if if hit, that yeah. would have ended in four rounds, it would have been a perfect situation for Jesse Magdalano. But we saw the ring rust take over right around the fifth, sixth round, and then yeah. he got caught, and it was just downhill. He from made there, it man. ugly, and he kept it ugly. Yeah. He went in there and just basically imposed his will on it. So it was great of Dog Bay to do that. What do you like think about Dog Bay's story? Great story, y'all. So you you heard about his dad, right? Yeah. Got brought on to train the Olympic team, holding the mitts, and started training his son. Never was a boxer. Self-taught. Self-taught and created his own style of boxing. Like, that is, that is, now, now with his son being a world champion, now you're credible. You have a credible proven style of boxing that you created that has gotten a strap. Very true. Um, I'm going to play devil's advocate at the same time, though. Having his son grow up in that, you kind of have the how Customato had Tyson. You kind of groomed him at mm-hmm. a young age. And then, so just like Tyson used to say about Customato, he's like, you know, he trained me. If he told me to bite or eat and sleep, I did what he took. So, but you have to get somebody to live and die that. Because when Dog Bay came in there, that's exactly what it was. It was just like, hey, go in there. He, he basically let his dog off the leash. He's like, hey, all right, go in there and get him. You know, the funny thing about 
this actually. Now, I think about the only people in this world that I know who have seen Welcome to Collinwood, which is this movie that I'm referencing to, is me and my brother. And my brother put me on to this. Sure wasn't me. Yeah, sure was So, and the funny thing about this is there was a little, little boxing session in Welcome to Collinwood, and you can look this up. And then... They're basically, they're trying to do this Ocean's Eleven type thing, and they, they got to recruit this one guy who's a boxer, and they're getting him into this match. Now, he sucks as a boxer, and they're trying to, like, look, man, just leave this match, and we're going to go we're gonna go fight. He's like, nah, man, I'm about to take off, man. I'm going to be the greatest like Ali. And he's like, you're fighting a priest. And then the dude's trainer's like, yeah, but he's a tough priest. And then, so that's what Dog Bay is. Dog Bay is a, is a preacher. In the but that's exactly how he does. Like, you just got beat up by a priest, man. Like, yeah, but he's a, tough, he's a priest. tough priest. He's a tough priest. Hey, this guy has unification ambitions all over it. I love it. As and long as he stays hungry, I don't see how he can how he can. As long as he stays thing. this hungry... People like Leo Santa Cruz, Carl Frampton, or anybody else around. What is what was that fight at? One twenty six. No, one twenty two. One twenty two. Okay, so one so weight super under ba- these guys. Yeah, super. So who's all weight. in one twenty two? So you got Ray Vargas, uh, Daniel Roman, uh, Magdaleno. He just took out. But let me see. Diego De La Hoya, I see up there. Yep, Diego De La Hoya, the, which that's, that's is the big uh, the. Uh, the that's uh, the name. That's just that's, the name. That's just he's the, the name because uh, you know. he still hasn't seen. I still haven't seen. I still haven't seen anything from De La Hoya to really. I'm, prove I'm not that impressed he is. enough. I not, see Ronnie Rios on there. Who I see a couple names on here. So we'll see. He's he's in a, he's in the position where he he could dominate this division as long as he makes these fight happens. Ray Vargas is probably the only one that would really really give him a tough opposition and could probably beat him because he got them long lanky arms. Yeah, you just take Guillermo Rigondeaux just completely out of the. Yeah, he's not even ranked anymore. I think he when he quit he quit boxing apparently in the race. So they just take him up like you know. Because you go up to fight Lomachenko, and I'm just, you know, spitballing here. You're, you're going to come back and be the champion of the division if you really want to. If you really wanted to. Yeah, nobody's because nobody's going to outbox will him. The guy even, will he even come back ever again? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he can. I don't think he will, honestly. But let's talk about Isaac Dogbe getting the win. I give you some props for beating my man Jesse Magdalena. I don't know why you would make this your first fight after a year layoff. And what were you doing for the last year? Chilling at home? You grew, we from Vegas. You know what Vegas is, and there's nothing there look, new. Bro, look, he said, look, if Madonna Stevenson can hold on to his belt, if Keith Thurman can hold on to their belt, I can hold on to my belt. Those are guys who got one-punch power. You don't. So, well, and this is what we, what did you learn? What did you learn? I hope you learned something from this, because now you learned how to take a loss. And that is one thing that is important in boxing. When you see a guy with a big amateur record and very little losses, those are the guys that could possibly fall apart after they get their first loss versus the guy who's got 20, 30 losses in amateur because they know how to loss. They shrug it off onto the next one. So we'll see if Jesse Magdaleno has that in him. Now let's talk about big baby Jarrell Miller versus Johan Duapas. That's a big boy. Duapa. Duapa. Jarrell Miller is a big boy. 300 plus pounds. He reminds bro. me of Oliver Miller. You remember him as a center? Of course, from I remember Sons? Oliver Miller, like, man. How, when you you would see that dude, and you was like, "How are you a center in the in, in the NBA?" Shaq was a phenomenal big guy, but he was also just, seven foot. Oh, though. power! Yeah. Oliver Miller was like six three, six four. Jarrell Miller's three twenty five, and he just went twelve clean rounds with he, a. I heavy thought he was just too big. I I. He, 
but he didn't like really tire out. Like he even did, when he no, slowed he was, down he, he a little, was in good sh- he was in great shape actually. So yeah. he, he both these both were big boys because even Duha Duapa was two hundred and forty yeah. plus. So I, I, I don't even. These I guys don't ever don't struggle know. for weight. Obviously, they don't. Struggle you don't. You don't have to, man. You don't have so to. Like, when I fought, yeah. I was at heavyweight, and even when I I didn't have to make weight, I'd leave. I'd leave to go run. Yeah. I, I wouldn't run. I would just, just make sure you were you were in shape for a fight. Yeah, yeah. that's it. You know, no so, sex, no cheeseburgers. Name of uh, not my sex tape, but Jarrell Big Baby Miller. This was a, one of these step up fights for him. I love the way he called out Anthony Joshua at the end. This fight was so long. It like, was. Did it, did, it. This is like the longest fight, like yeah. just the, the most dragged. It's the first out, time like, he went twelve too. So, but oh. I lo- he called him G String Joshua, and he said Eddie Hearn, you said you wanted to bring him out here to Brooklyn. And let's make it happen. Now, to me, Eddie Hearn is becoming the next best promoter out there by signing fighters like Jarrell Miller, Daniel Jacobs, because he can make this fight happen if he wanted to. Now, I don't know if Jarrell Miller is ready for an Anthony Joshua, but also Anthony Joshua wasn't too impressive to me against Joseph Park. The thing is, I'm not going to say that. I don't know if Big Baby Miller, like talent-wise, skill-wise, I don't think he's ready. But when you you outweigh... The champ by fifty pounds, that and you don't really get difference. tired. That's that's amazing. You know he owns an MMA gym, Jarrell Miller. That's where he needs to be. That's where he needs. That's to where be. he needs to be. If you, I don't want to see this guy boxing now. Yeah. Now, if he steps into the octagon, heavyweight like that, heavyweight like that, man, I want to see. I want to see that what that's about, man. I would actually be. I would be surprised if he does pull something like that because if you own an MMA gym, you probably train there as well. But big baby Jarrell Miller, he's on the scene. He did his first 12 rounds as a heavyweight. He did it with ease. Johan Duopa, I I thought he was overmatched. I didn't think he – I think he was out of his league. I think he works with Lucas Brown in Australia as a a bar bet, as a a bouncer because that's that's all I got from him. Now let's talk about this fight. It was a very interesting fight. Daniel Jacobs versus Maciej Suleski. Suleski came to fight. I don't care what none of the judges said except for Max Kellerman. And I think it was around the 10th, going into the 10th round when Max Kellerman was like, I'm not keeping score, but I can see this as a 5-4 fight. I give the first three rounds to Masiads, or Suleski. We'll call him Suleski. Okay. And I think pretty much that knockdown lost him the fight by maybe three rounds, two, three rounds, really. But um, I don't know. I thought he really showed up and gave Daniel Jacobs a run for his money. I don't think it was Morris Seleski, or is I've seen this over and over and time and time again. Where you know from Sergio Mora, mm-hmm. Daniel Jacobs fights to the level of his opposition, mm-hmm. and it's really annoying. It it's is. real. It's really annoying. So for the fact that that's good bo- bo- boxing will keep you in any mm-hmm. any fight or any match. If you, as long as you can box, you can stay and keep a guy on, keep the jab in his face, understanding. But is Seleski a better boxer than Peter Quillen? Maybe. After this performance and Peter Quillen's last performance. No, but that's what I'm saying, though. Because dating back, I had Peter Quillen winning that fight. Now, as Today? wrong as I was, and then when you see Sergio Mora, like, is is mm-hmm. Sergio Mora better than Peter Quillen? Definitely not. Definitely not. But you're talking about people who have lasted longer in the ring with mm-hmm. Daniel Jacobs, and you see, like... That's the thing that that's the thing that's Tanner Jacob snatched his career. And <laughs> so you see, you saw how close you saw how close this Seleski fight was, but then bring up Daniel Jacobs versus Triple G and how close, close that fight yeah. was. So is Daniel Jacobs has to fight the caliber of fighter he to, to get l- the best out of him, and he has to learn that he's better than them, and turn it up and show he's better than them because fighting to the level 
is entertaining for us. We appreciate it somewhat. Yeah. But it's annoying when we know you're better. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where you can get them, you can get them out of there. Out of there. Yeah. Hey, do you remember the movie by Stephen King, Sleepwalkers? Of course. Yeah. Does Seleski not look like his face? <laughs> kind of like when, <laughs> when they, they turned into the cat, cat stuff. things yeah, 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 and stuff yeah. like that. That's exactly yep. what I saw, man. It it bugged it bugged it, the hell out of me when I was that. watching I can that, see man. That. I was, if you guys don't know what to talk about, man, we date ourselves a lot on this, and we watch a lot yeah, of movies. You can see do, Sleepwalkers, just check it out by Stephen King, and then look up uh, Maciej Seleski. This and dude, t- and, hey. and let us know if we're wrong or and not. And this is another one of these moments we've said time and time again, where the guy who lost his fight is going to end up with more fights than Daniel Jacobs, because he, he looked really good, and he, he almost looked good enough to where I don't know if anybody else is going to want to fight him. Daniel Jacobs, I don't think there's, I mean, and of course I could be premature, I don't know if there's anybody in boxing who can grind it out more than Daniel Jacobs, man. I agree. It's like that, and it's those are the worst types of fighter when somebody has to dig deep mm-hmm. and they have to really try and box and fight and scratch and claw. There's mm-hmm. nobody who gets it done better than Daniel Jacobs, man. When it comes like some boxers, yeah, power punchers, yeah, but as far as the grunt grinding, grinding, grinding sucks. Grinding. It's, yes, it's a it lot. Does. It's a lot of work, and it takes a it lot of effort suck. and poise. It does, and it takes a lot of energy out of you. Now, so, for Daniel Jacobs, who do you want to see him? Well, right this next? is the fight for the WBA mandatory. This makes him the WBA mandatory for Triple G. Yeah, and now Jamal Charlo is the IBF mandatory for Triple G. So we could just have these two fight, right? Jamal Charlo, Daniel Jacobs, or is this too soon for both of them? I kind of would like to. I kind of wouldn't mind seeing. Uh, I want to see Daniel. Jacobs. I want to see what Daniel Jacobs has, and I want to see what Jamal Charlo really has against this level of opposition. But we've seen it before, like not necessarily with Daniel Jacobs, but like you, you, you just became a fan of the Charlo. Not even a fan of the Charlos. I like Jamal. You gave you started giving them their respect, but at the same time, is whenever you really go, not necessarily have to go against the Charlos, they don't disappoint. When it's supposed to be a good fight, they end up sleeping their they end up sleeping their opponent. Well, see, then this is the thing because if Jamal Charlo beats a Daniel Jacobs, what do you do for Triple G, right? Now, if Daniel J- Jacobs just destroys Jamal Charlo. Then we knew he was never he was never as good as his younger brother, Jamal. Because Jamel is 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 the one that I think everybody needs to worry about because he's well, going to be. The I'm not going to say I'm not. Well, I'm not going to say that he's never is not going to be as good as his brother. But Jamel, I mean, just a loss could put that in his mindset and, uh, and put that you know that but little But at the same time, he's in a higher weight division. Sure, he's true. in a higher weight division, so he's the one who decided to go up because, yep. you know, they could have both stayed at 154 and just Ooh. stayed the kings yep. of the kings on the top of the hill. And they, they, they didn't want to share belts. They, they didn't want to share belts. That's, they, why. That's there, why. There's four belts. You got the WBC, nope. WBA, IBF. He wants his four. He wants WBA. his four. That's what it is. That's what it is. I hope Daniel Jacobs does fight Charlo next. If you not, I'll be see, dis- You just want to see Charlo lose. I just want to see those two fight because of the incident they had in New York when he was just walking by and saw him. Yeah. I, I, I want to get this on. Let's let's see what let's see what's going down here because I don't think there's like personal bad blood, but you can tell they want to fight. This can be common sense, but. If they do fight, it's no, it's got, it's nowhere going to be as good as their street fight would be with them. Oh, it's heck not. Yeah, it, yeah, 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 these yeah, are the yeah. type of guys. This is a Rocky Five. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. I want to see Rocky and Tommy Guns out yeah, in the yeah, street yeah. with, with gates around mm-hmm. and just no refs. Hey, hey, Rocky, you need some help, man. This ain't no pie eating contest. <laughs> <Sit down. laughs> so, that's exactly man, what no, that's happen. exactly what would be because the altercation that they had in the hallway. 
what that's that's not a i want to box you yeah. that's hey man let's fight you run in your mouth i don't want to wait for the ring i don't want no paperwork let's just get this be cautious of your next fight for you not make it to your next fight now let's talk about uh why, why we got sword beside in the spotlight for thailand we got this guy one hang manayothin who just got 50 and oh Tied with Mayweather right now, but he's at a 105-pound flyweight. Now, is he, the wanna, is he the greatest of all time? I, I wish I could say that, but unfortunately, all 50 fights have been in Thailand. <laughs> so, <laughs> unfortunately, your record, no matter how good you think it is and, and how good it really is at 105 pounds, now there's a chance you could have been fighting the same kids that we <laughs> that we spoke about in past episodes. You know what I'm saying? You could have been the one running these fights and fighting, fighting them at the end. I'll so take who you. Knows? He's eight. He's 105 pounds, right? <laughs> yep. Hey, put him in the put ring. Put him in the put ring. Him put him in the ring. It's a weight division, not an age division. That's right. But he's at 50 and 0 flyweight. This will probably be the last time we hear about this because of all of his 50 fights have been in Thailand. Because either, either we'll this, never talk about per, it again. What are the purses like? I wonder what he's making because he's probably doing just <laughs> 50 bucks and some bread. I guess. <laughs> you know what I'm so that could be it. Could be cake in Thailand. A couple tourist man. wallets. Who knows? Well, well, who knows what would happen? I mean, he can live like a king out there. Who see? We'll see what happens. No, because I wanted to go to Thailand, but so now that he's there, now that we know that he's there, I wouldn't mind going to watch one of his fights. That, man, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't, as long as I'm not getting served my drinks by like ten year olds, it's okay. I mean, oh, so now you got a moral compass? Now? No, I'm gonna want my cut. That's it. <laughs> I'm gonna want my cut. Who, who's your boss? I'm your boss now. I wonder how much the tickets would be for something like that out there in Thailand. It's got to be a couple bucks. Well, I don't know. Probably a couple handshakes. Maybe some, <laughs> some twine and twigs. Hey, that's what he's... I was in there already. I got an there. elephant necklace. You know what I'm saying? I got some sticky rice and lettuce. That's all we need. Now, Ryan Garcia, 19-year-old guy. This is a guy we saw recently on uh, ESPN get a knockout. Um, he picked Jorge Linares to beat Lomachenko, and they asked him, "Who would? Is there any fights out there you want?" He said, "Javante Davis." He wasn't disrespectful about it, no. but he said, "Fight me now while I'm 19," which is actually smart, even though Javante's what 20. But that is actually an action-packed fight. That let's slow down. Let's let it bear like, just a little bit. I don't want to. I don't want to marinate too long. Yeah. But let's let's wait a little bit. Slow down, guys. Let's see what. Let's see what. There's a lot of other face. There's a lot of other faces out there. You got to worry about getting past before your paths cross. You ain't getting by Javante Davis, bro. Just slow, I, slow. Hey, pump your brakes, bro. When he said that, nice, all, all got, I could think of was Fight Club when when uh, Edward Norton beat down that dude. He's like, "Why'd you do that?" He's like, "I want to destroy something beautiful." Exactly, and <laughs> that's like, all I can think of hey, when he man, said that. So, but at the same time, is you got to kind of look and reevaluate where this kid's heads at too, Ooh. because like uh, another clip, another video I sent you. I don't know if it was. In there. It was the same one he picked Lenares. Yeah, he where he picked Lenares. When he was, yeah, he talked about talked about sparring, and he said that he was killing Lomachenko, Lomachenko for the first three rounds. The first three rounds until his handlers came on. Then he came out, and then he Lomachenko switched said he switched it up on him. So, you know, I love the confidence in this kid, mm -hmm. man. But at the same time, Slow down, you just you were sparring, I, homie. You had headgear. Look, bro. <laughs> like I understand, man. And it's one of the things that. I liked what Mayweather said. He was like, I can have a bad day in the gym. I can't have a bad day under the lights, man. So even though we we respect Lomachenko on this show, we re, we give Lomachenko every respect. He we, wants to make it a do, show. He wants we, to make it he entertaining. Do, we do that. But at the same time, Lomachenko does have a loss. Mm -hmm. He does have a loss. He, so he's not invincible. But at the same time, man, under those lights, Lomachenko is damn near unbeatable. Unbeatable so far. So, so sparring, unless... It's the Terrence Crawford 
or Errol, Errol Spence beating up Mayweather and knocking out the you know bringing out the smell and salt yeah, on yeah. Adrian Broner and stuff like that. Unless those are stories, but just saying you beat somebody, especially yeah. like Lomachenko, man, you want to slowly roll down, bro. Like there's just a few questions I really want answered in life. Some of them is like mad skills. Who have you really ghostwritten for? Just come on, tell me. Just being you. I ain't gonna say nothing, right? That, yeah. and then I want to know those things. Like Earl Smith, did you, did you really knock him out? Did you really? I'm, I'm not gonna say. Yes, recently. I will let you know. I didn't even see it. Yes, I believe that story, and I'm gonna tell you he did. I'm gonna tell you. He I did. believe he did because Adrian Broner is deserved it. <laughs> he, yeah. <laughs> Whether he deserved it or not. I can see just running his mouth just a little bit too much. Right and before then, it, yeah. And then, and then you Joking around have, even. And then check this out. And then you... You've had those homies where it's just like, oh man, I just want to punch you in your face one yeah. time. I still love you. I still, I got, still love hey, you. You're my man, but, you're my man, but I just hey, want to sock you right hey, now, bro. And I, I can see that kind of happening. Yeah. It's just like, that. hey, and it's all in good. Not necessarily fun, but hey, bro, this is the this is collateral damage in this job. This, hey. is ha- this is hazard. It's what happens when you're running your mouth. Kind of like Erickson Lubin. Still running his mouth. I don't understand. Look, <laughs> look. Why? Everything is fun in games, and you're allowed to talk as much as you want. Mm-hmm. Not to the dude who beat you up. That that that's just it's I would, unri- that's, unri- that's kind of like another Vegas mentality. I've seen dudes get knocked out, woken up, and then yeah. start talking smack right back to them. Look, I I I understand the heart. I appreciate it. But you nobody like to wants see to, it. But nobody wants to hear it. No, yeah. Lubin. You had your shot, bro. And, and you crumbled. Literally. And then this is the second time I'm saying this. I picked Lubin to win. Mm-hmm. He lost. So you're already making me look bad, bro. Already. Shut up. Already. Slow down, homie. Just shut up, man. Slow like, like down. the power you. Because the thing is, you can run your mouth, but you had every opportunity. You didn't make it out of the first round. Make you didn't make it past. You didn't, you didn't make it past the first thirty seconds. You spent a lot of money on that outfit walking in there. You know what I'm saying? Spent a lot of money on it. And anytime the ring entrance is longer than the fight, yo, bro, you're not allowed yeah. to throw shade yeah. any kind of way. You you We're, should automatically lose five spots in the rankings plus whatever you drop for losing. If, for, for for your fight lasting that long. You lucky you're in this. Jorge country. Laura should drop an extra five. You know what's really funny is where we commentate on the sport where people get beat up, but there's not as many memes out there as there should be. The Pacquiao meme was great for a, a long time, like him being slept. But after that, you don't really see a lot of them are other football related, yeah, you know, memes. Mostly, and, yeah. Gifs or gifts or whatever you want to call the things like whatever the young kids like, call them. I'm like, if more people watch boxing, which we plan on making everybody do once we get happen. up and running, there's gonna be a lot. You should, Erickson Lubin, you should be a meme right now. Yeah, you should, should be, be one of those Jordan crying face memes, just the way you were slumped over and you got knocked out and slept. You gotta find a way to do it. I gotta find a way to make these memes more popular, and it starts with you telling your friends and family about Squared Circle 101. And then we're available every single Thursday with new episodes. Subscribe to us in iTunes, iOS, Google Play, SoundCloud. We're also in Stitcher Radio. We're on every network you could possibly think of. Now, while we're waiting for this World Boxing Super Series to finalize up with George Groves and his final matchup, and then we also got uh, uh what we got um Alexander Guzdik gonna face off. Uh, uh, Marat Gassiv at the end of that uh, Jamie Cox is making his return to the ring after losing in his bout against um, who's the other guy the, the other Smith uh, Callum Callum Smith so he's going against John Ryder so he's making his comeback and this is on the undercard of the Tony Ballou versus David Hay rematch this is a rematch that just stuck up on me I was, I've been so caught up in the fight that the countdown that stopped and the fight that's not happening 
you know, and then and the Canelo training like Rocky, beating up the meat, end up failing everything else. Tony Blue versus David Hay. I forgot this fight was scheduled for this weekend until today. I don't, I don't know if I'm excited about it because this could be the most entertaining fight this weekend, or I'm excited about it because these guys are entertaining for just smack talk. That's what your entertainer is lying on. I'm not really expecting anything too too much. Too different. I right? I, I, I expect Tony the Blue to take care of business like he did last time. Yeah, David Tay. His weakness obviously is his toe. <laughs> that seems to go out against every anybody in, in a big major key fight. It happened again when he fought Vladimir. It happened. Well, he tore like his MCL. Plus, plus his toe was hurting against Tony Blue the first time. So hopefully, Pretty Ricky can come in here and and knock David Hay out. Or the haymaker can maybe just throw a wild one and drop and knock him out. Last it's time he threw the wild one, he almost flew through the ropes, That's man. Right. He, he needs to relax. He needs to relax, and he needs to rely on his power, just not be so sloppy. Tony Ballou, he's right near the end of his career. David Hayes, his is over. But we'll see what happens with these two. Now, we have the Mexican-style boxing with no Mexicans on the card. With Triple G versus Vanez Matriosin. There's a couple names on there. I don't even think they're worth mentioning, though, for this fight card. They had to throw this together since Cadello got pulled off of it. They didn't change the title at all. But they did move it to California. Maybe maybe people will, won't notice that it's Cinco de Mayo weekend there in California, I guess, at the StubHub. Where Triple G has the highest selling... Um, who has, I guess, filled in the most seats for a boxing event at the StubHub. Which I've heard has had no bad seats. What do you think about this trip? What's going to be more exciting to watch? Tony Ballou versus David Hay or Triple G versus Vanez Matrios? People watching while I'm at work People at the watching bar. While you're you know what's sad is I'm probably going to be moving a bunch of stuff on that Saturday. Just just packing up this U-Haul and I will probably watch the fight when I get back up here. I have no intentions of really watching this fight live. Like It's not yeah. nothing that I'm going to build my day around. It, which is really... It, it's, it's the biggest disappointment of... Of the year. year. So, the like, year, yeah. like having this, this was, I, I, this is the day we were supposed to request off and we were going to sit there and drink. We was going to be happy and yes. we were going to watch the rematch. It's like. Yeah. Rock a sombrero, take some shots had, at tequila. When you had the Andre Warsaw and Kovalov and you saw that at, and then they turned right around. Can like the, I was, I think I was more excited for this rematch than I was for this. Just like this yeah. one. I'm like, yeah. maybe, you know, we don't have somebody like Adelaide Bird, you know, ruin the first one. Then I wouldn't be so excited about that, but like just all the wind was taken out of my sail mm-hmm. with you know after this, and I haven't been really interested on in it. So. And it's it's been tough too because last year was such a good year for last boxing. couple of years. Last, last two couple years. years have been such a great year, and I give it up to the to the matchmakers out there for the big fights that we want that haven't happened and may not happen this year. They have still produced some decent fight cards. Unfortunately, we haven't had the right names in all the fight cards we want to they, see. They did. They did okay. Like as far as all the rest of the fights, they, there's been really, great really fights. great fights. But at this time last year, we had at least seven possible FOTYs. This year, we still. I think we're still sitting at Jordi Dordicos versus. Uh, 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 Gassif as fight of the year. We have, we have a couple. I don't have the list with me, but we have a couple. There's of that. a couple of them out there, but not as many as last year. Last year, I feel like we had like five or like seven or eight of them. You could throw maybe Heard Laura up there as fight of the year because that was a great fight too. But this this should have been the FOTY. It should have been Triple G versus Canelo too. Canelo is running his mouth saying that he wants to have this in September. Even if if he really wants it in September. Do you think Golden Boy will let them fight in September? Yeah. You think you think it'll happen? It, it's 
not the end of the fiscal year, man. Why not cash out? Especially if Triple G knocks this guy out. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I don't see Triple G better. He he better not knock him out. I don't. <laughs> he better look horrible. I don't horrible see why they would miss ass. this opportunity to do it like this. Like waiting another full year. Make it a grudge. If you make it another full year, you're 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 going the Mayweather Pacquiao route. You have to make it happen this year to settle this grudge. You still don't believe it's going to happen this year, though, do you? I have no. I have zero confidence that fight is happening this year. I have zero confidence because Triple G ain't waiting for nobody. He knows time is against him, so he's going to keep fighting, thinking thinking about if I keep fighting, my legacy will continue to grow. This is a cornerstone of your legacy that has to come to a close or your legacy will never happen. You have to close this out. If Mayweather were to never fought Pacquiao, no matter how late it was, his legacy would never close out. He'd still be fighting. We'd probably see May- we would end up seeing a Mayweather with maybe a one or two losses because he'd still be chasing it possibly. Who knows? Who knows? But that's, I think... I don't, I don't see it happening. I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I love to be wrong, and I'll admit when I'm wrong. But it probably won't happen because everybody knows I'm always right. And if, 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 it, if I'm wrong, then you better change them clippings and make it right. That's what I'm saying, baby. How we winning? What was that quote you had for me one more time? Make sure you hit us up. Sometimes life is about risking everything for a dream no one can see but you. I love that. One of those risks that we could be seeing is happening with my man Heyday just by building this studio that we're going to appear at. He is also the brother of my man Firstborn. Is that correct? That is correct, man. Shout out. Look, man, these guys just live behind the scenes. Yeah. Man, they live behind the scenes just partying and living it up. That's that's where the money is. That's what I'm talking about. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com for slash Squared Circle 101. Or if you got an iPhone, I know you do. Download that Squared Circle app. And Google, I'm coming for you. You better release it or else we're going to shut you down in Kansas. Just I'm letting you know right now, baby. This is what I'm talking about. Hit us up next week. I'm out. Thank you.